0: Hola a todos, espero que se encuentren muy bien. Welcome to a new episode of the IFP School SP Student Chapter podcast. This is Rodrigo Ceballos and together with Nur, we are going to present some energy news. Nur, how are you?
1: I'm fine, doing well. So let's jump directly to the exciting news we have for today. What yes. do you have, Rodrigo?
0: Well, for the first news, I want to present that according to the International Energy Agency, Methane emissions remain stubbornly high in 2022, even as soaring energy prices made actions to reduce them cheaper than ever. According to this article, the International Energy Agency's latest global methane tracker has found that high energy prices, security of supply, concerns, and economic uncertainty didn't reduce methane emissions last year. The energy sector is responsible for around 40% of human activity-related methane emissions, with 135 million tons released into the atmosphere in 2022, only slightly below the record heights of 2019. Methane is responsible for around 30% of the rise in global temperatures since the industrial revolution. But cutting emissions is one of the most effective ways to limit global warming and improve air quality in the near term. The report highlights that less than 3% of the income accrued by oil and gas companies worldwide last year will be required to make the $100 billion of investment in technologies needed to reduce methane emissions from oil and gas by 75%. The most impactful measure countries can take to reduce methane emissions is to stop all non-emergency flaring and venting. The Global Methane Pledge, launched in November 2021, now has around 150 participants that have committed to reducing methane emissions from human activities by 30% by 2030. Noor, what do you have next?
1: Okay, so you spoke about methane, I'm going to jump to the CO2 emissions. So, the world's top 1% of emitters produce over 1,000 times More CO2 than the bottom, 1%. Let's look more in details. Wealth, energy use, and the consumption of goods and services are unevenly distributed across the world. CO2 emissions are no exception. Emissions vary across countries and across generations, but even more so across income groups. This commentary is a part of the IEA's ongoing work to explore people-centered energy transitions, including analysis on universal energy access and just transitions for energy sector workers. The analysis quantifies the emissions footprints of individuals by income, focusing on energy-related CO2 emissions. Emissions are adjusted for trade to reflect the upstream effects of individuals' consumption patterns. In 2021, the average North American emitted 11 times more energy-related CO2 than the average African. Yet variations across income groups are even more significant. The top 1% of emitters globally each had carbon footprints of over 50 tons of CO2 in 2021, more than 1,000 times greater than those of the bottom 1% of emitters. Meanwhile, the global average energy-related carbon footprint is around 4.7 tons of CO2 per person, the equivalent of taking two round-trip flights between Singapore and New York, or of driving an average SUV for 18 months. These large contrasts reflect great differences in income and wealth, and in lifestyles and consumption patterns. Now, let's jump to another exciting new in the energy industry with you, Rodrigo.
0: Yes, Noor, let's go to the next one, which is about LNG. The natural gas markets remain tight as uncertainty persists around Chinese LNG demand and further supply cuts by Russia. The European gas demand saw its steepest drop in record history in 2022, according to the IEA's latest gas market report, while global demand is expected to be broadly flat in 2023. The natural gas markets worldwide continued to tighten last year despite global consumptions declining by an estimated 1.6% in 2022. Demand is forecast to remain flat in 2023, But the outlook is subject to a high level of uncertainty, particularly in terms of Russia's future actions and the economic impacts of fluctuating energy prices. LNG was a particularly dynamic area in 2022, as the value of global trade hit an all-time high, doubling to $450 billion. Traded volumes increased by 6%, slightly slower than 2021, Once again, highlighting the distortive impacts that sharp rises in energy prices have had on global economic activity. Europe was the primary driver behind the increase in LNG demand as it's pivoted away from the Russian pipeline. The LNG cargoes delivered to Europe increased by 63% last year. Natural gas. Natural gas prices, although still high by historical standards, have fallen in recent months. However, that could change in 2023 as demand for LNG pickups in Asia, particularly in China. As the world's largest importer of natural gas, the country recently lifted its COVID restrictions, which stifled domestic demand throughout last year's. As the world's largest importer of natural gas, the country recently lifted its COVID restrictions which is steeped domestic demand throughout last year. What do you have next?
1: Okay, so uh, jumping from the CO2 emissions, I'm going to present a new related to the global issue, the climate change. So the executive director meets with you and secretary general to discuss climate change and clean energy financing. IEA Executive Director Faith Byrell had a bilateral meeting with United Nations Secretary General Antonio Guterres in New York uh, two months ago that covered global efforts to tackle the climate crisis, including the urgent need to improve conditions for clean energy financing in emerging economies. They discussed the global stocktake an exercise to measure country progress in meeting national climate commitments in line with the Paris Agreement targets, which is a key part of the COP28 climate change conference. Dr. Bayral said that the IEA stands ready to support the United Nations in the global stocktake process ahead of COP28 in Abu Dhabi later this year. They also discussed the IEA's expanding work on making sure that countries' clean energy transitions are people-centered. This includes providing data and analysis to help governments understand which areas in the labor market face shortages or where retaining is required to ensure people and communities thrive as a part of the transition. He also noted the role that the IEA is playing in the Just Energy Transition Partnership that Indonesia and a group of leading economies launched at the G20 Leaders Summit in Bali in November. So that's it for today. Thank you for listening to us. And uh, don't forget if you're interested, we're inviting you to interviews about the energy news, energy industries, so contact us through our social media accounts on Instagram and LinkedIn SPIFP School Student Chapter. Thank you.
0: Thank you again for our listeners to join us on this episode. See you next week in another episode. Bye-bye.
1: Thank you.